Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right, you party animals. It's beer show night here on 1500 ESPN. As always, you can find us online at 1500ESPN.com. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. Thursday night, Michael. It means beer show night. That's Mike Fratelloni, by the way, with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor favorite and Garden Favorite night stores. of the week. I love Thursday night. Well, Friday is technically, but Thursday is no, my favorite night No, see, night Friday sucks. Why is Thursday that? night's way more fun. Yes. Sit down, have a beer, listen to the beer show, relax. Because it's the anticipation of the weekend. Oh, see, Thursday. yes. Remember the old TGI, wait, thank God it's Thursday? What was the Care 11 thing when they used to run Friends and all that crap oh, on Thursday night? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, it will come to me. Anyway, Hold on. Yeah. Um, so that's why Thursday night is the best. So thank you for so much for joining us uh, here. Here on this program, Manny Hill, by the way, hasn't uh, hasn't done anything all day. He's just been sitting over there uh, guiding this uh, this great ship. But I have a story that uh, was handed to me by the mayor himself, Joe Sushri, when we were doing the Garage Logic podcast, and I need to give it to you guys and to the listening public because this is a story that makes America great. Oh, good. Are you ready? I for love this? these stories, and we've had a lot of heartwarming things come out with uh, uh, George H. W. Bush's um, yeah, uh, Bob, funeral procession Bob Dole the other day. Up. Oh my God, how yeah. great was that? And pretty impressive, wasn't I, it? It was. Get out of my way! Somebody help mm-hmm. me stand because I'm going to salute this great man. He looked very. You're right. Like he, there was no way he wasn't going to do that. No, it was right? so cool. It was so very very cool. All right, so <clears throat> who's going to salute at my funeral? <laughs> I will. You're going to do, you'll pop a can open and pour some <laughs> beer on the floor and out of here. Although I'm making a pretty giant assumption that you're going to. I'm true. You live a little you. harder than I do. <laughs> so it, it, either if, one, either if, one. Yes. If it's me, I, I, I will be the one. Michael. Rivers was a great man. Andrew E. Slov- Slavonic, mm-hmm. who celebrated his 101st birthday back on December 1st with his family and friends in McMurray, Pennsylvania has been doing one thing every day at 4 p.m. for the past 15 years. <laughs> Uh-oh. And he credits the longevity in his 101 years on this planet to this very thing. Every day at 4 p.m., he cracks open a can of Coors Light. Wow. That is what makes this country freaking awesome. Okay, but let me ask this, because there's a big <laughs> hole in that story. Okay. He's been doing that for 15 years. Sure. That means he was 86 years old when he started. What did he do for those first 86 years? Was he not, was he having two or was he having zero beers? Here's my guess. Okay. When he hit 86, he thought, I'm playing with house money right now. Why not? That's right. I'm in the the black here. Let's go. If I'm going to die of cirrhosis of the liver, I better start now, is what he said. So here's the quote. Okay. In 1996... 
he actually started drinking regular Coors beer. Mm. His son, Bob, said he switched to Coors Light beer about 15 years ago. I think I'm the one to blame for the switch because that is all that I've been drinking for the past 25 years. Really? Okay. So he was bonding with his son. Uh, Andrew said, Andrew was the son. Andrew said that he and his dad prefer the lighter taste of the brew. The uh, the old man who cooks for himself and reads the news every single day is still spry, which he also credits to his daily habit. He gets up at 8.30 every single day, gets dressed, and goes into the kitchen ready to cook his own breakfast, Bob said of his father. Later, after he makes his own lunch, he goes into his home office and reads through the entire daily newspaper. Wow. Uh, Andrew uh, reads his mail and paper on a large magnifying screen given to him by the VA. Around 4 p.m., he says that it's 4 o'clock. It's time for a beer. <laughs> he gets his Coors Light from the garage beer fridge. He's got a garage Gra- beer oh, fridge. Oh, what a stud. This is an American hero. He goes to the garage beer fridge and enjoys a nice cold beer. So he must have been married. Because guys that well, have garage a son, fear, I would assume so. No, well, that's true. That's right. right. yeah, true. I'm not married. I have two kids. Um, <laughs> but guys that are married have garage beers. Yep. Because they need to go out and get them and like take a little walk, right? Because <laughs> if you just keep, my cover, right? If you just have the beer right in the fridge, then first of all, your kids look at it like, "What's Dad doing?" Right. And second of all, you want to just you got to just you know you can unbutton the top button of your pants right. out there. You can do a lot of things out in those garages. So good for him. That's That would be a nice way to be at 101. You know, you see some old people at 101, and you think, okay, if I'm that way, just put me in a chair and like push me off something. Well, this right? is the, the clear definition of, of a stress-free living life. Mm-hmm. But, but listen to this backstory about this. Uh, Andrew, a uh, World War II Air Force veteran, served as a nose gunner on the B-24 Libertar... Libertar... Wow, I have a, I have a, a liberator, liberator, okay, and top uh, gunner on the B seventeen Flying Fortress. Those are the guys that sit in the little clear pods yep. that dangle down. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, but no, thank you. Okay. Uh, he also trained new pilots that were transitioning from two engine to four engine planes during the war, and he still tries to be as independent as possible. Bob noted his father has a muscular degeneration, which oh, is to be expected. You're 101. Yeah. He's probably not doing daily push-ups. But until he moved back in with him in 2016, Andrew was still cutting six a- or six acres of grass by himself and shoveling snow off his long driveway in the winter. What? But now I do all of that for him. The move was well worth it. Since I am here with him, I would not miss it for the world. Bob has said that he reached out to Miller's Co- Miller Coors to tell them about his father's fandom, but has not yet heard back from him. Really? Andrew is not the only elderly fan of the beer company. 100-year-old uh, Claudita Court chalks up her longevity to her daily Miller 64 ritual, enjoying the <laughs> brew each day at... 2 p.m. Oh, she's an early drinker. They should get together, maybe. A, <clears throat> Miller Coors, I know you're listening because mm-hmm. you podcast this show Send this every guy single some week. free beer. Not only that, he's your Super Bowl ad. Absolutely. He is your Super Bowl ad. Use this guy. It's, you know, okay, wait, let, let me think of this. Six acres of mowing. He's been doing it like close to 100 years old. That's a lot of mowing, right? That's yep. thousands of square feet of mowing. But Pause I, one second. Manny, give me my left channel because I'm about to get real up in okay. here. Go ahead. Okay. But how old is the son? Because if your dad's 101, he, you know, you could be 
1881 easily. Yep. So is the son, because, you know, back in the World War II, the greatest generation, they weren't having kids at 38. They were having kids at 18 through 28. So the son is even pretty amazing that he's up and about doing all that stuff. I like this family. I yeah. like this family. It's, well, but here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm trying to find the right kind of music bed, but I, I, I'm having no luck on short notice. But here, so everybody is so worked up on, we got to find the right 30 seconds. We've mm. got to capture the imagination of the nation mm-hmm. when all eyes are on Super Bowl 53 that's going to be played in Atlanta here in just a short couple of months. Picture this. You're Miller Coors. You're trying to put something together. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you hear the birds chirping, you know, 8 a.m., blah, blah, blah. You have, you have Bob cooking his breakfast. Sure. And then, and then he's going through his mail, just a slow kind of build. And at 4 p.m., you just hear the, and he's like 101 years old. Think of how awesome that I, would be. I actually be. think that would be really brilliant, right? That would be really brilliant. Well, and that's then what just, I do, Mike. And then just, ideas just guy. have him sitting there saying, I, you know, I wait till 4 o'clock every day to have my course light. All I want is that one beer. Yep. I mean, Maybe he has 15. I have no idea. I, I like it. I see where you're going. It's going to be cheaper. They don't have to pay Bob a fortune, no. right? You say, hey. In fact, if he doesn't talk, they don't have to pay him, like, a scale. Or if you're Miller Coors, you say, hey, you know what? $100,000 for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Free beer. That is so mean. Yeah, a like, case of beer I, every month for, for the, the rest, rest of, of your, your life. life. See? Think about that. Yeah, see? That's just cruel. Well, no. but no, I, but I absolutely love this story. And I, I think it's it's heartwarming because it kind of embodies Americana all in one story. The guy is a the guy is a a veteran who fought the good fight mm-hmm. in in places not one of us would want to go. No, let, let's talk about that once cuz I I was sure. talk, looking at uh, President Bush dying and Bob Dole standing up and I I thought I was looking through all of my friends just mentally <laughs> and myself okay. and I thought which one of us would have been the war hero? I have friends that have served I I was not one of them. I did not serve. Mm-hmm. I have tremendous respect for those that decide to do. But, Unbelievable. But I, I, I don't know. And maybe, you know, back back when we were all 17 years old, we all thought we knew everything. And we, not, we go, no, we but didn't. But I never possessed that yeah. ability. I, I never possessed that, um, that fiber. Reavers, people in World War II just froze to death. Our soldiers... Just froze to death because it was so cold. Mm-hmm. They just sometimes they just froze to death, and because they were I, tired, they fell asleep. And if boom, someone done. said to me, "Yep, you have to take a flight to Miami," I'd say, "Well, what time?" And they said, "Well, it's going to be early," and I'd say, "Well, how early?" <laughs> and they said, "Well, and then you're going to be in in coach." I'd say, "I'm not doing it." Right, yeah. but these guys were flying on planes that barely could make it across the ocean. Yep. I mean, they did obviously yep. Yep. to jump out of it to shoot at people that are shooting at you, and then you freeze to death. It is a different generation. The Bob Doles of the world. That's well, what I just did. I, I liked it. You added some sorry about hard that, rock. I'm not sure what you I'm can't playing. get him to shut. Okay, good. Yeah. That was, that was nice. I thought you added some patriotic music. No. And you just kicked I ex- it with... I accidentally hit the wrong button. Okay. I'm sorry. But so I interrupted you, your so, train but of thought. My, my simple train of thought is, God bless them, because that was pretty impressive. It was, these, and, yes. I, and it feels so weird to have that generation soon. It's just going to be gone. There's well, going to be no one that saw that live. And that was part of the theme you know, this week with, with Joe, was that he basically said... This is the kind of the, the end of the era. Is it? You know, we're going to have one more with Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. But after that, you know, your presidential run of, of guys that served is, is done. It's yeah, there, there's no one that will have served in World War II 
that will run for president, mm-hmm. right? Again, obviously, there, there's, there's just no one out there. In fact, there'll be no one in Congress, and there'll be no one. In fact, I don't even know if there is anybody in Congress. Well, I'm sure there is. I don't know. You have to be pretty darn old, right? I suppose, I mean, yeah. 40, mid-40s, You got that's, that's 76 years ago. Bob Dole is 95. 95 yeah. years old. So, I mean, there's yeah. there's not a lot of congressmen or senators that mm-hmm. are that old. It is it is weird to think that that generation is gone. So, you need to go serve and then run for office. I don't think I could do that's it. What you're, that's I, what you're I'd saying. I'd love to think I would be brave enough, yeah. and I can tell you that. I, were they supermen? They can't have all have been supermen, right? They can't be what they, they had to do. They had to be regular Joes that stepped up and did something really special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, now on the beer show, time to find out what's on tap. That is what was on tap, and we're our our uh, heartfelt congratulations go out to Andrew Slavonic, who celebrated his 101st birthday back on December 1st. And how does he celebrate it? With a can of I, oh, you missed the I I didn't get to the great quote though. Um, Please tell me it says it kind of makes me gassy. No, <laughs> no. Uh, where was it? Where was it? Oh, it was so fantastic because I skipped over you it. Oh, get yourself a highlighter. No, he said. He said he gets his Coors Light from the garage fridge. He says the bluer the mountains, the colder the beer. Oh, just nice. the way I like it. You know, see, he even has the pitch line down. The, oh, that's it. That, that's the line that he needs to use. Reavers, I think we should start a campaign. Maybe a, to get a GoFundMe on? to get him on. Which is a much better tagline than this. You gotta put Clamato in or it ain't gonna taste right. What? <laughs> that's much better. Thank you, Randy from Cottage Grove. <laughs> that's Mike Fredaloni with Fredaloni's Ace Herbert and Garden Stores. That's Manny Hill. My name is Chris Reavers. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is The Beer Show. We'll be right back. This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. Yes, Michael, I can hear you. It's the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. And we now welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. They have the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, located in the corner of Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis. Hey, it's been five years. I should know that you have to plug in the head, the jack, right? That's okay, Sushree. So plug it in. You'll, you'll master this me? at one point. Uh, they're also located in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And we haven't seen him for a while, but Ryan is back into the mix. Uh, he is here representing yeah, Elevated this I, evening. I, I, we haven't seen you since Black Friday, before before Thanksgiving. I feel like I'm forgetting some things, too. Yeah, it's yeah. Been a while. Yeah. Um, but by the way, how did it go, how did everything go with Black Friday and you guys at Elevated? Man, that we, was, that was you know, in the past, it's always been really cool and, and, and a little bit uh, eye-opening in terms of just the, the sheer number of people that get behind that beer. But this year was out of control. That's I awesome. Mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Um yeah. Talking about you guys becoming kind of the official release party for Goose for, Island for Goose, Bourbon yeah, County. It was, a, it, was a, yeah. it was a huge honor to, to be selected cool. for that. And uh and the public really responded. We had a great crowd. A lot of you know, that's the thing about um some of these these beer events, right? It's like you you're you know you're gonna get a lot of people, you're wondering how it's gonna go. But in this beer scene locally, really great people. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's patient with you and and uh and it really worked out well uh, in, in the end. So glad to be on the other side of it. Glad to kind of be working towards uh, our, our our final run here as we approach the holidays. Sure, 
a lot of cool things that elevated in terms of uh, gifts for family. So, you know, to all those listeners out there that are they're thinking ahead and and already planning on Christmas, I'm I'm not one of them. But if you are already kind of planning on uh, you know getting some cool stuff for the the beer lover in your life, go to Elevated. I mean, the selection, especially well, the selection general is great, but like we have, probably have the biggest selection of build your own singles in the state. I was just so. going to say that Ryan because, you know, with you guys, you you guys were my introduction to craft beer. You really were. And I mean, with with my now my portfolio growing and ever expanding, mm-hmm. including my waistline, um I have all that to thank to you guys. <laughs> but it, but in all honesty, because you guys do such a good job of of really selecting great quality beer, but not only that, but employing people that know what they're talking about and they're not going to talk yeah. down to the person you know the dummy like me six years ago that had no idea what i was looking for that's really truly a, a notch in your guys's I bet belt. You that makes it a little easier when someone comes in and says um i want to buy a six-pack for david but i don't know anything about beer you're like oh david's gonna get his socks knocked off watch right. yes yeah, and right? that's and that's and that's crucial to having the type of set that we have mm-hmm. you have to have the staff that knows how to navigate it they have to have an understanding of what's going on you have to have management and ownership in place that's making sure that those singles are are relevant yep. and and not coded and they're they're well managed because you can go to some liquor stores and they might have a nice little single section to build your own six packs but you look at the dates on some of these beers right. if you're looking closely and eh, you might not want to be buying those especially if you're paying a premium so uh we have that staff. We have that selection. Those two things combined really make for a great experience. So really quick, before we get to our featured guest this week, I, I'm curious how it ebbs and flows this time of the year because obviously it, you know, we're not slowing down in terms of holidays, but when with, with the gathering, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's a mixture of both, you know, you kind of see it, the rush with football season, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. here comes Christmas. Does it? Are we in a slower period? Is it not, not even close right well, now? you know, it really kind of for for most of these weekends, it kind of depends on what's going on in general, right? What's up with the weather? I mean, we get these holidays, and and of course those are always going to be busy. But if you've got you know the Vikings winning, if you've got right. you know, decent well, weather, going to happen. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it can it can be a very busy time of year in general. Sure. Um, but it's uh it's one of those things where you know we we kind of prepare for the worst, um, but expect the best, and 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 hopefully that. Uh, Hopefully it, it pays off in the end for both our customers and us. That's really cool. All right, so uh, let's get to our featured guest this week. You guys do an awesome job of highlighting you know, really great breweries in and around the state, in yeah. and around the country, and it's no exception this week with one that's right here in our own backyard. Yeah, yeah, a local favorite, one of our favorites here at the Beer Show and at Elevated. We've got Surly Brewing in the house tonight. We've got Bob and Riley from their quality control division, we'll call it, here to uh, talk a little bit about what they do and, and what's going on with Surly in general. All right, so who wants to talk first? First, raise your hand and step up to the microphone because I have a number of questions, <laughs> and I know Michael does too. Uh, because Surly Brewing, you know, really has kind of led this charge of the craft beer boom here in the state of Minnesota, and and I'll even say it on your guys' behalf around the world. That's really led to awesome beer being made all over the place, and Surly is at the forefront of a lot of that. I'll let my boss take over. Adam boy. Uh, see, see Bob's no dummy. Bob's no dummy. <laughs> see, Riley sat there thinking, I oh, wonder if he's going to be smart enough first. to let me go first. Yeah. Step right up to the right. microphone. Get okay. super cold. Riley, thanks for coming in. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So our, let me let me ask, because I know a little bit about Riley. I know that she mm-hmm. went to all, my alma mater, the University of Minnesota. I'm so sorry. And I know that Surly is awful close to the U, and I don't know how old you are. Did you say to yourself, I want to work within one mile of the U? 
and I want to be in quality control at the best beer in Minnesota. Is that what you said to yourself? I had no idea what I wanted to do when okay. I graduated. All right. I thought I thought maybe there was some correlation. Or was yeah. it a deal where I want to stay as close to college because I want to save on rent? Was that kind of the, the issue? To, exactly. I'm totally joking. So yeah. how, how does this work? Like, you, mm-hmm. certainly has a large quality control division, mm-hmm. right? And they have sensory experts like Bob and they have you that you must have like a biology degree or a chemistry degree or something, right? Yep. And how does a brewery that doesn't have access to that do quality control? How do they do that? That's I mean, a, if I open a new yeah. brewery tomorrow, I'm not going to hire a $100,000 quality control person. Mm-hmm. There you go. They don't. They don't, they yeah. don't right? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. I mean, everyone has to start from someplace. So when you start up a brewery, you should know what quality control measures you need to be taking to make sure that your beer is ending up where you want it to be. There should be an intention behind the beer that you're brewing. You should be taking measures every measurements every day, like the gravity drop in your beer, so how much sugar your yeast is consuming. You should be looking at your yeast, what's fermenting your beer, make sure that's healthy, there's enough of it. If there's not, your beer's going to end up sweet and with a lot of off flavors. Um, so going what regardless of the size of your brewery, there's a lot of me- very simple cheap measurements you should be taking bef- like as you're brewing a beer. Um, you don't need a full department. If you're a brewery of our size, you should have a full lab um, that can take kind of higher level measurements to work on process improvement and process control. But for the small guys, they can do things that are really easy and simple that make their beer taste You guys good. can't make an errant beer. I mean, that's a big deal if you screw up on a beer, right? You Definitely. just, it, it can't, you can't have anything hit the market that's not Perfect. Someone else can hide a bad beer and say, ah, no one's going to notice that one. Mm-hmm. That can't happen at Surly. It can't happen at Summit. It can't happen at the likes of you guys. I think the key word is they could try to hide it, but a lot of times that doesn't really that work. That doesn't really work. Yeah. Or, so, or, so it tarnishes their brand. Yeah, they don't want to throw away a vat of beer and say, oh, man, I don't want to throw this away. I'm going to put this in our tap room. Right. And we're going to, you know what I always think? That could think be the difference between payroll or, or not. Absolutely. Them, making you know? your mortgage payment. I always think that whenever I order a, a Bloody Mary someplace, my bump. It's like, ugh, I don't want to drink that bump because you know it's going to be like, let's give them the free shot of beer, yeah. and you won't notice how how bad that one is. I love it. Reverse, what do you think? <laughs> well, actually, um, you know, Riley and Bob, I, I, I want to kind of just backtrack to the question that Mike had asked at the beginning of this uh, segment. Mike, just just for the record, um, <clears throat> if tomorrow you were to open a brewery, yes. I would never try any of that beer. No. Just no. FYI. Because I do the pinky finger in the vat test. Like, I dip my pinky finger in and take one little sip, and I go... Speaking mm, of tastes quality good. control, tastes good. I will have washed my hands that week, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right, so I want to transition back because one of the really cool things that you guys do at Surly is you're kind of able to take chances on cool and creative concepts with beer that I think is awesome. And one of those that I am going to fully admit, I have totally geeked out on. I was just sharing this with Ryan before the show. Like, I was like, dude, you know what? I saw a brace of ale on the shelves. The other day, and I got like super excited. That seriously, the the double IPA, the abrasive ale. Oh my god, that is such a fantastic beer. Tip of the cap to you guys at Surly. Thanks. Honest to God, that's yeah, really you. good this year too. If if you've not had abrasive yet, it's it's one of the better ones. Are we just are they flying off the shelves right oh, now? Yeah. Elevated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny, like you know, it's it's one of those beers that still gets people excited, and that's that's hard to do in this space right and now. And I so. think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but I think when a lot of people and I don't know if it's necessarily someone that's new to craft beer, but when they see double IPA, they're oftentimes scared off by it, thinking, oh, that's way too big. That's way too much. AB. Mm-hmm. Where, where to me, I'm like, bring it on. Like, this is this is the perfect at-home beer where I can have two or two three. And a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I, I think some people are almost turned off 
by it because it's such a big beer. But I don't find that the case at all. No, I think I think you know. I, Describing it as an at-home beer is probably a good idea if you're looking to get after two or three. But you know, it's still a nice beer that you can get at the bar too. If you, you know, they're gonna they're gonna pour you uh, the, the right size. Or for, if I have four at Surly, I'm sleeping in Bob's office. Is there that cool? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Fine. we'd okay. be happy to have you. Awesome. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. No, so I, I think that you're right. I mean, that's that's a that's a fantastic beer that that Surly makes, and um, the, the the we were talking about just the the breadth and depth of of their entire uh, portfolio and mm-hmm. it, it's it's a lot of work for you guys because you you have a hand in in all of these different beers so I mean at some point do you uh, do you feel like you're overwhelmed by the amount of uh, varieties and styles and is it, is it difficult to manage from from your side? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me I ask do, this Bob. too, Bob. It so. When you, because you're a taster, right? You have a a sensory measurement that someone says, "Oh, Bob can really taste something in beer." Uh, I, I I train people to do that. I am I'm a Great American Beer Festival judge. Okay, um, uh, which there's 300. Um, so I mean, I have a palate, but that's just because I've I've studied it. So it's literally training, and that's you, what I do to my tasters. So you've trained your palate to understand the flavors. When mm-hmm. you are testing a beer at Surly, mm-hmm. are you testing to see if it tastes good, or testing to fit to see if it's fitting the profile that they asked you to go after? Does that um, make sense? There is no good or bad in sensory. Okay. Um, there's just basically hitting the profile that we want. Okay. So um, I I taste this. I, I don't know what you were trying to do, but this is what I, you were going for, yeah. or, or or this is what you got. Yeah. What were you going for? Well, sort and of thing. I, again, like I, so I, I train the panels at Surly. So, so we literally just this past two weeks had uh, fifty four people uh, of our staff actually train on eight different attributes that we consider to be kind of the most important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those are also, I think, the most important in the industry. And so those are literally just chemical compounds that you, we literally train people to pick out. Okay, um, can you tell us one of them? Uh, I have some if you want. Oh, uh, wow. boy, look at that. He's brought, he brought a flowchart. He, uh, he brought a bunch a of couple. little vials of chemicals. Uh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> this one's mercury. Standards that we use. Um, and, like, there will be chemical oh. compounds in this a lot of these. This is cool. Oh, I don't know. Okay, what phone. is it? What is it? Um, okay. I'm going to take a picture. Uh, a lot of these chemical c- compounds will be, like, present in different things that we eat and that we drink. But these ones in particular are ones that we really want to be able to pick out uh, best that we can. Um, and so some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. But the main one that we kind of train on, which I, I actually didn't bring, but is diacetyl, which is kind of like a butter uh, or butterscotch character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's indicative of brewers just rushing their beer. Um, and it's also very indicative of like dirty tap lines. But can't um, your chemist tell you if that's in it? Some chemical compounds, like it, when we're dealing with ideas of decay, um, humans can actually pick up 10 times better than a gas chromatograph. You should so. get dogs to do it. Uh, Genius. That was the best idea, right? Don't, Teach them don't, to don't, smell. Don't, don't encourage yeah, him. Hops are toxic to dogs, <laughs> oh, so please don't okay, feed well. uh, your dog's beer, Jesus, please. Now you're a dog killer, Fred <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, let, me, let me try this. Uh, by the way, Surly Brewing, the guest here, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, two tastings this weekend, Friday from 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis location at Hiawatha and 42nd and on Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. in Wiper Lake you can try Surly for absolutely free. I want to go back to this chemical that I was just given by Riley and I'm going to try to pronounce it. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Isovaleric. Is- 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 isovaleric acid. You picked a 
not great one. Really? Yeah. What, so so what happens? So take the cap off and smell it. Really? Is it going to kill me? It's Tell us gonna, what you does smell. Does it smell like chloroform? Oh, then, okay, wait. Let's see. Let's see okay. if you have the ability to do this. Okay. So tell us what you smell. Instruct me through this because I, I really want to do this. I want to try this too. Don't tell yeah, him. I'm what not going to. Ryan, do you want to do video? We can do video. Okay. Okay. Let's do video. So is this one that he would have to like hide if he got pulled over tonight with the cops? Okay. Not at all. I have some isovaleric acid. So I'm going to open the cap of isovaleric acid and I'm going to try to detect something is that what my Just goal is let me know what you smell okay gonna I'm going to open this up if I pass out you're <laughs> all you're right. all on my list out, is this a whippet <laughs> wow he's smelling folks hold on what does it smell like to you let me try let me I smell, smell pass it around let's see yeah if, let's get yeah. Fred alone in on that hold on I, I want to see I want to see if it's I it's almost like a it's a burning it's um it's a uh Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> How are you not getting knocked that's what, out that's by that why smell? That's it gave me the knitter. Well, I, I have two young it's, kids. I, I yeah. smell Can you like tell I, yeah. a dirty sock yeah. smell. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, I was going to say it yeah. smells like burning, that's something funky. burning. Yeah. Yeah. It smells like Fumunda cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jesus. So, well, it's 6.30 p.m., okay. I guess you can say that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, isobaleric okay. is, um, one, it, it does, uh, that is uh, excreted from your foot when you smell, or when you actually sweat. Look at you! Uh, I nailed it! On top of that, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. He nailed it. Let's let's keep this. Also, like Parmesan cheese has a lot okay. of acid oh, uh, yeah. in it. A lot of like deep. You said cheese too. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you, I, I, I double nailed it? Do you like Parmesan cheese? I do. Okay, see, I do too. So I'm not because I know people that are turned off by that smell, but I mm. love Parmesan. But that was cheese. a very strong odor. Well, and uh, you might like Parmesan cheese, but do you like Parmesan cheese in your beer? Yeah, uh, no. Is the question. Yeah. No. So uh, let, yet, let's ask this, I don't Bob. yet. Bob and Riley, when you go to another brewery and don't name the brewery, have you said, uh, oh, I can taste XYZ in this. This is not right. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so really? it almost yeah. tarnishes your yeah. overall experience really? of going. Really? Before our panelists come on, I mean, I tell them that this will probably ruin a lot of beers for you that you have drank. No um, kidding. You'll never like be able to drink another Miller Lite. Is, is a, a very big one. Um, what, which thank you, Ryan, for bringing up is like when you, when you do get bottles on shelves, you know, it might be this, this wonderful Dunkelweissen from Germany, but mm. it had to come from Germany, man. Right. And like it might probably odds are was not stored very well. Sure. Sure. Um, so oxidation has a flavor. Uh, yeah. Trans two non and all it's, uh, um, <laughs> it's a very strong, like, Papery cardboard, wet cardboard type character. That's what I actually, my cologne smells like. Um, it, it, it's for me. I used to eat my mom's lipstick, so it tastes very much like that, like very like <laughs> lipsticky, lip smacking, weird thing. Uh, okay, so that's what you connotate it with. You, you're like that's the flavor you smell sure. when you. Okay, yeah, and there's general. You know, like connotations that we teach our panelists, like this is what most people would consider this to smell mm-hmm. like. But everyone has different connotations. So and, there's there's an off flavor that. Most every beer drinker is familiar with, and that's that that skunky flavor, right? Yeah. Uh, what is that called uh, in the lab? Skunktorious. Oh, it's called Fredatoni Light. <laughs> Fredatoni Light. Uh, that's like a huge chemical compound name. What you're talking about is light struck character, sure. yeah. um, which would be the the skunkiness, which is literally light changing the chemical compounds into a, a sulfur. Riley, compound. can we do this again? I want to try another flavor. Yeah, I want. I want. I, I like this game. That was fun. I want to. Um, you Bob, nailed is, it, is, by is, the way. I'm proud I, of you. I really got lucky. I'm proud of you. Is that is that light killing the beer? Right. So it's giving it that mm-hmm. skunky flavor. Is that why beer bottles were green or brown? Yeah. yeah the, different. 
colors will definitely. I mean, clear is the worst. Um, That's why Corona lights potentially I, might. I wouldn't taste. say that, but there is a reason well, why would. limes are advertised as uh, in a yeah. Okay. Uh, to some of those Mexican loggers. All right. So this one is B. Damascanone. Damascanone. But Damascanone. Boy, that sounds like an Italian brother in of mine. Big Damascanone. <laughs> Um, but also, like with Lightstruck, that's not a compound that we tend to study at Surly because most of our beers are put into cans. So, so you guys don't have that problem. Yeah. We don't necessarily. But someone that made drink that. Heineken is familiar with that. Uh, okay. Even though they have green bottles, they're letting some light. I mean, in yeah, no matter what, honest, if you're using glass. Yeah. With oh. that last one, I, I I wasn't able to detect anything. Like I, so I don't know if that's bad. Here, Ryan, you smell that? It's not bad at all. I'm getting like a a Vicks Vapo rubbish. See, menthol, I couldn't smell. Little, I could hardly smell anything with that. Not but, a deep menthol. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of. Uh, yeah, the same the same sort of thing. I actually get a little bit of like almost like a fruity mm-hmm. ester. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Sensory panelist. Over yeah. I maybe because wow. I just had a mental God, I would cigarette. Suck thing. at this job. No, 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 no. First, I have, first, I have failed badly at both. First and foremost, like people do have anosmias, which just means literally you cannot pick up certain chemical compounds. And well, and I also had I, no no joke. I had sinus surgery like two years ago. You should have seen me. Before that, I'd have been like, mm-hmm. "Welcome back to the blue show." Yeah, I, I literally. So my 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 sense of smell is not very. His well. sinuses were so bad. His doctors made him wear like gloves with no fingers because he was putting his fingers in his nose. Yeah, it was that bad. That bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's just a joke. We do. I mean, when people though, if they are sick, you know, like uh, if I have enough panelists, I'll I'll negate their data. Um, if they're stuff. No kidding. Or, yeah, I, I I mean I will accept anybody who wants to taste. Um. But if I have enough people to make a tasting actually valid and I don't need a certain taster and I know sure. that they had the flu or I know that they have a stuffed up nose, um, then there's no point in including that data. Or just had five cigarettes. Do you let smokers do it? I, l- I let smokers, yeah, because um, there's a fair amount of our consumers who smoke cigarettes. That's true. So yeah. we also need to actually learn how they are tasting things. Um, we kindly ask that they don't smoke, you know, half an hour before panel mm-hmm. and whatnot. But um but yeah, I mean, I, I I do accept smokers because they're people drinking our beer. They're a percentage of your drinkers. Sure. Yeah, it's isn't this cool? Do we have another one? Should we try? Awesome. Is that? Do you want to try another? Yeah. yeah well, if, a I want to try to pronounce it, but then I'm so I, I glad. Feel, I feel dumb because I can't smell anything. You? How did you not get that socks one? The first one. Well, it it it. I said something burning. I, it made me want to brush my teeth. And Riley's afterwards. like, okay, look at this dummy. One okay, of our new panelists also has kids, so she could not smell the cheesy sock. Yeah, oh, really? hockey bags smelling Ugh. stinky one either. She's like, I blame it on my kids. They stink. <laughs> they, honest to God, I change <laughs> yeah. a diaper every morning and yeah. it doesn't and, and phase you me. Shut anymore. off your ability yeah. to smell. Yeah. This one is dimethyl sulfide. Okay. Nailed it again. Yes. yes. See, the pronunciations, I'm your guy. Yeah. The smelling, not so much. Turning into an organic chemist. Is that what I smell? God, look at me. Here you go, Mister Smell. I can't can't get it at all. See, I couldn't. I couldn't get anything from that one. I can taste it. I can't smell it. Is that well? You're not supposed to eat the cotton ball. (laughs) No, but like on my taste buds, I feel like I can Mm. taste it. By the way, Surly Brewing, the guest here in the beer show, we're talking about all sorts of things. Surly, we're going to eventually get to the beer here, but we're talking about the the chemical components of different styles of of beer tasting and quality control. Let's see if Bob's getting hit because maybe it was a neutral from Surly Brewing. It's there. Yeah. What did you smell? Okay. What did, wait, Ryan, what did okay. you smell? I was, I'm with Fratelloni. I didn't get a lot. Okay. It's faint. Uh, I think it is faint. One more. One more? 
You what, sure? What was what was that one? Dimethyl sulfide is uh, very like a corn, like creamed corn, canned corn, oh, uh, vegetal okay. type character. Okay, I don't once eat any you say it, now I can why. smell creamed corn. Well, that's a DMS. different one. Yeah, you're tasting. A that's what this one is. Nope, that's a different one. Damn it! Read that one. Read what the. We're, okay, so we're passing around vials. We're passing uh, around vials. Between. This one is guai, guaya, guayacal, guaya, guayacal. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, guayacal. Wow. That's pretty guayacal. good. Reavers. So this one isn't cream corn. No, this one is. That one is charcoal. It's got oh, a charcoal oh, oh, component to it. Let's see. Let's see. Is this barbecue? Is this what this is? He's like, God, what an barbecue. idiot! How's this guy in the oh, radio? Oh, I definitely get like steak. <laughs> no, you know why barbecue. I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that, getting some burnt. Um, at burnt wood, not burnt barbecue. Is this a Fredoloni's ad? Also? No, but it's going to become one. <laughs> Whoever grills Come in with and get some glycogol. All right. <laughs> Is that what you're smelling, Rye? Yeah, you got same it? sort of thing. I, I'm getting a little astringent something or other too, but okay. I, I hope we're right. All right. Okay, let's reset here. Are you guys good on time? Can you stick yeah. around for yeah, a little no, bit? I'm Ryan, you good? Yeah. Okay, so let's 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 take a quick break and then we'll come back with our friends from Surly Brewing and of course uh, the guys from Elevated Beer at Wine and Spirits. And uh, just a reminder, folks, um, this weekend they're going to have not one but two tastings like they do every single weekend featuring their weekly guest, which is of course this week's Surly Brewing. This Friday from 5 to 7 at South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd and Saturday from 3 to 5 in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. Yes, and at these tastings, I have, a, I have some cool products that we're going to talk about in the next segment that will be available just for that tasting. No kidding. Yeah, oh, so that's really cool. And folks, that's your chance to try fantastic products like the ones from Surly Brewing for absolutely nothing. So make sure you stick around and find out more information about that. That's Fred Aloni. This is Reavers. This is The Beer Show. Beer, 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 this beer, is The Beer Show. Fifteen hundred ESPN. <laughs> Final segment of the beer show here on fifteen hundred ESPN, fifteen hundred ESPN.com. Reavers Fratelloni and our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. We're going to continue this weekly beer run because this has been so much fun. Uh, of course, Surly Brewing Company is the guest here, and uh, two tastings this weekend. Friday from 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis location. Saturday from 3 to 5 in the uh, White Bear Lake store. So we haven't even really discussed the beer much, except for my overglowing love for abrasive ale, the double IPA. But there's a bunch of beers that I'm seeing you guys uh, kind of decked out in front of me that I can't wait to try at 7.01 p.m. <laughs> uh, what are we looking at here, uh, ladies and gentlemen? I want to I want to hear more about the... First of all, so, this can in front of you, Ryan, it looks like it's straight out of Studio 54. I love that. Yeah, this this is one. So this is I'm liquid, drinking that. This right is now. liquid. Is that what it is? This is really really good. This is a what they call a sparkling IPA. This is available, I believe, only in the new variety, variety pack. pack okay, right? it's called the Frost Pack. It's their liquid Stardust. It's called current mm-hmm. variety pack. Yes, cool. liquid Stardust it's and a brute IPA. Okay, Mortal Sun mm-hmm. as well, and that's a porter. So what's really cool about these variety packs that Surly has is that they have exclusive beers that are just dedicated to these uh, these variety packs that they release. So let's see how good I am. Yeah. Are you ready? All right, because you've been educating me over these years. Yeah, you're now. not a noob anymore. You're well, I know I can't really, I can't really fall fall on that side anymore, can I? So this is more like a. Is it supposed to be kind of a champagne style, kind of a celebration, kind of a New Year's Eve style of beer? Is that what we're looking at with Liquid Stardust from Surly Brewing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is the the perfect holiday beer in general, right? Okay. I mean, like it's a, it's a nice addition and it, it works really well with. Uh, with the other beers that are in the box, so you got a cool. you got Mortal Sun, which is a porter, which plays really well for this time of year. You've got this more kind of celebratory, like you mentioned, sparkling, yeah. uh, and then you've got the tried and true, right? You've got uh, Surly Extra Citra in that pack, along with uh, Furious, which is 
kind of what uh, the brewery is built on, right? I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the the champ. So, uh, really cool variety pack. It's it, I feel like for those that really love hops, you've got you know plenty of representation there, but they've got some some multi. Uh, Selection as well. All right, so Bob and Riley are here from Surly Brewing. They're in charge of quality control. So I'm going to put both of you on the spot. Riley, I'm going to start with you. When I'm looking at, you know, Surly Furious IPA, obviously it's got to be, I don't know what percentage of, you know, overall beer sales at Surly, but it's still the one where whether or not you're from the Twin Cities, you're from the state of Minnesota, wherever you're from, when you think of Surly, you obviously think of Furious IPA. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So when when you guys are, you know, branding out, is it, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to throw you the new stuff at you or we're going to let you try Furious IPA first? How does how does that process work? It's been a little bit of both and I'll speak to this as well as I can cuz I'm not a salesperson, but every time No, give us your good pitch. Let's go. You don't you don't want to hear that. Um, every time we move, move into a new market, we want to send them our core brands, you know, Furious, Extra Citra, um, what else is that lineup? Hell, Surly Heller, Hellas Lager. So we send them the stuff that we've been brewing since, you know, day one or day seven. Um, but we always usually send bottle varieties, whether that's Darkness, um, Pentagram, which is our dark sour that we make. Um, so it's always kind of a mixed bag and it depends on the market too. Um, but yeah, always sending our core brands and then based on season and when it happens and when our beer re- or bottle releases happen, we'll send them a couple of cases of bottles too. Because we're Ryan, help me with this one. Was Surly really kind of on the forefront of bucking the trend of knowing that I can get still a really great quality beer in the can? Because I that 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 to me, Surly was at the forefront of that. Yeah, we were we were actually talking about this earlier. Even when Elevated opened the original location in South Minneapolis back in 2012, I would say... I like to call that the OG. The OG. Yeah. In, in November 2012, happy birthday to Minneapolis, just recently. Um, I would say 90% of the of the six and four packs in our coolers were bottles, right? But now it's completely flipped. Right. Just six years later. I, I think would, of you that. Know, so, and, and I think Surly had almost everything to do with that. Uh, Surly and Oscar Blues, they sort of they sort of led the way. Uh, and, and it was in a, in a, in a position where the can always made sense in, in the modern, in the modern era, but people just weren't doing it because there was a stigma from the previous era mm-hmm. that people thought that, you know, you could, you could taste the, the, the metal or like it sure. imparted a, a, a off flavor on the beer, but it didn't, it's, it's a package that's better in almost every conceivable way. And, and certainly kind of took a chance by, by going that route making a good decision for uh, maintaining the quality of their beer. And now you see where we are. It you know, only sucks later. for bar fights. Because if you try, you, <laughs> if you break a bottle on a bar, you got a weapon. <laughs> you smash a can, you just look like a moron. And you True get punched. words have never been right? spoken but by you, Mr. But if you Fredlund. buy your opponent a can of beer. See? Then it wouldn't even matter. There yes. <laughs> Peacemaker. Good, good oh, idea. Yeah. Good thinking. Oh, but speaking of bottles. That's I mean, what we do here. We solve problems. Yes. <laughs> certainly Peace. does still bottle some beer, right? And those are their... Yeah, those are those beers that people really are are you know down down at elevated hunting for. And I mentioned in the previous segment that we were going to have some cool beers available, and those are from Surly. So at the tastings, as you mentioned, five to seven in Minneapolis this Friday, and three to five in White Bear on Saturday, we're going to have some barrel aged darkness available for those that are listening to the show. Make sure you get down there. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Limited supply. Barrel aged darkness. Barrel aged darkness at both stores. We'll have some uh, some. Uh, extra darkness from this year's vintage as well, but the barrel aged darkness is from 2017. Holy cow! Um, 
Really That's cool awesome. stuff, and uh, there might be some other treats available too. But get down to these tastings. This is what we try to do. You know, we try to make these these beer show tastings a little a little more special. Uh, some cool offerings available. All that being said, I had a question. We we're kind of we we're kind of riffing on you know just what you guys do in terms of quality control, and there's certain things that you're looking for that uh, this kind of you know may may arise even in the in the event that you know the brewers feel like they're doing everything right. But then you introduce exterior or, or environmental variables, right? Let's say a barrel aged beer like darkness or barrel aged pentagram. When you're introducing a barrel where it has, you know, some components to it, some bugs as they call it, or, or even just some, some flavors from like tannins, things like that. How do you guys, how, how does that change the game for you in terms of determining, you know, where the, where the quality lies? Yeah. So this year there's a uh, 167, bourbon barrels filled of darkness. So as we're preparing for the next bottle release, you know, there's several layers of our quality control program um, where we are sampling and measuring and watching and waiting to see if anything grows. So the way that works is we have to sample from every single one of those 167 hmm. barrels. So oh, the quality rough control. Rough job. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> not tasting. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, oh, it's just oh, taking oh, a sample. Oh, yeah. That would be dangerous. Yeah. Um, so we're going there, we're taking samples, sterile samples, bringing them back to the lab and analyzing them and looking at them for um, any wild yeast, any bacteria. Um, we're kind of lucky with these barrel-aged beers that are high uh, high alcohol and in barrels that also contain spirits. Um, because let, it's, me, yeah. let me let me stop you though when yeah. you're when you're analyzing 167 different barrels, yeah. right? Did I get the number right? Yeah. When you're bringing them back to the lab, what what are you looking for? I mean, is it is it as simple as a chemical component breakdown of every single vial that you're bringing in? I mean, what exactly are you looking for? We're looking for microbes. So we're looking for wild yeast and bacteria. So little tiny single cell organisms that could really mess up your beer, either make it sour, make it smell and taste like horse blanket and barnyard. um, Or or vial number three that you passed around. (laughs) Is there something you can put back in? In that beer, once it's in a in a barrel that you can say, okay, kill off yeast number five. Not, no, no, not okay. really. You can yeah. pasteurize it, but we don't pasteurize our products, so we have to take every single measure that we can. So you just throw those barrels them. out if you find them. If we find if it, yeah. it's gone. There's no question. There's no tasting. If we see anything, it's out, or we set it aside and maybe throw some fruit at it or do some small tiny that becomes the that hey, this is for Fratelloni's yes. party. Yeah. <laughs> that barrel exactly. is We're having a wedding at Surly and they have a barrel <laughs> just especially for us. <laughs> no, but that's interesting because, you know, you, you, you don't know. I mean, obviously you guys do because you've been doing this for so long, but you're kind of rolling the dice in some cases where, and because you guys have such a high standard that it's got to meet that. Otherwise, like you said, it's, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've exactly. seen, we've seen not with Surly, but we've seen, you know, in the marketplace, certain barrel aged beers from certain breweries that have been infected and weren't caught. And, and that's a, that's a big problem, you know, and hopefully they take the, you know, high road and are accountable for that. And, uh- all right, so sorry, Ryan. I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. We have about three minutes left here. We haven't even talked about Damien that's sitting right here in front of you. Uh, this is the Child of Darkness Ale. I know 
darkness, everything, everything around that is is huge with you guys darkness at Surly. Us, oh yeah. my goodness! So, w- what is Damien, and 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 obviously this is available right now, or is this yet to be coming out? No, this has been out for okay. For a tiny bit, yeah. All right, so tell yeah. tell tell the listener so about Damien. Damien is kind of like when you brew such a high gravity beer as Darkness, you don't want the actual gravity to get below a certain point because you want it to be so full of sugar that the, so full of sugar that the yeast is is going to be able to eat it. High gravity meaning it's high in alcohol. Uh, high sure. gravity sugars, which will correlate to your alcohol. Okay. And flavor. Um, so uh, with Damien, rather than just cut off the brewing process and let all that lower gravity wort go down the drain, we capture that. We add some more grain to it, and we basically brew a beer off of that. It's actually a very traditional um, way of brewing um, that not a lot of people do nowadays. But yeah. So is it darkness light? Kind of, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, is that kind of you what it is? Have a wave, yeah, right? yeah. My God, it's, darkness uh, lights. It's not terrible. And you call it Damien. You could have called it darkness like, lights. Did you He's... see our April Fool's ad in the Growler this No, what year? was it? I think it was called Darkness Crystal or Crystal Darkness. Oh, like, like Clear Darkness? darkness. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> No, that's I'm a throwback. The, remember those yes, great Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Breakfast Pepsis. <laughs> <laughs> remember the remember the Saturday Night Live skit, the uh, Pepsi gravy yeah. or the or uh, Crystal yeah, gravy? Yeah, yeah. That's Crystal what it was. Gravy. Oh my God, we're I old. refuse to talk no, about that show. I'm, actually, I'm not, I'm, I'm but I remember that. I'm the one that's. Old. I'm waiting for. Um, this is for Ryan. When is somebody going to come out with an? Extra brute IPA oh, in a champagne bottle that I can bring with my girlfriend and say, "Hey, I got us some champagne, but it's not going to taste like champagne. It's going to taste a little bit like an IPA." Who's going to do that? You know, I feel like it's in poor taste to talk about other breweries when we have a brewery oh, in the studio. However, that is the no, reason no, no, why I talk. However, <laughs> however, I think I think Surly appreciates this brewery too, and that's uh, that's Brewery Omegang, and they're mm. they're releasing uh, a, a beer, I believe, this month that. Fits that bill exactly. Really? Yeah. So yeah, well, I'm watch out for that. that. Way to go, Mike. Way to uh, you know, I don't guess. think Surly's going to care one bit about the one <laughs> bottle I'm going to buy from Oma Game. Right. All right. So really quick, before we run out of time here, people are hearing this. If they want to come down, they want to smell your vials of, of vomit. No, I'm kidding. If they want to find out more information about your guys' beer, upcoming tastings, and uh, all sorts of things related to upcoming events with Surly Brewing, where can they find that information, Riley? Uh, we have a couple different social media channels. You can check out our Instagram. Our Facebook page has a bunch of events. Um, we have an ugly Christmas sweater seller raid. Nice. Happen- or coming up soon. I can't remember the date. I nah, apologize. They can go online. Um, it's before on- Christmas, probably. Yeah, before oh. Christmas yes. sometime. Awesome. Um, and then we also have a Twitter channel, too. So and our fun. website is actually updated pretty frequently. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming in. This was a treat. Yeah, thank thank you. you very much. Thank you, guys. Uh, this Friday from 5 to 7, this Saturday from 3 to 5, Surly Brewing's a guest. It's, tar- it's tough to top that one, right? Yeah, did I mention that they're beer of the month, too? I don't. I think I yeah, you kinda completely did. glossed the- over that. But, yes, 12 packs at both stores. Crazy deals right now. So we talked about this frost pack, and that's that's available at the tasting. But also on our beer of the month program, thirteen ninety nine for that frost pack. Awesome. I mean, you're gonna see that around town for like sixteen, seventeen bucks. So huge deals. Come by Elevated. Come to these tastings, and uh, and enjoy some free early. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Reavers. You're the best. If you missed any portion of this beer show, check out the podcast. You can find it online at 1500ESPN.com. For Manny Hill, for Mike Fredoloni, my name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers.